We can use our calculators to do all of the multiplication and solving that we did in this section. And it doesn't care what the size is. It just needs to have the matrix entered and have it given a name. So let's start with taking a row vector times a column vector, just like we did with the price vector for the CDs, t-shirts, and calculator, and Alex's sales vector, where she sold a certain number of each. And we multiplied to find out Alex's total revenue. So we want to turn on the calculator, bottom left, And remember, to enter a matrix, we use the left bracket first. And the left bracket key is the comma key with the second function applied to it. So I'm circling the comma key right here. We go first to the second key. You can see, actually, that second pops up right here on the bottom of the screen, telling you you've hit that key. It does the same also for alpha. So taking second and hitting the comma that puts the bracket in to start our matrix. Now we'd like to enter the row vector, so we need to type in each of the entries separated by commas. And since there's only one row, we don't ever need the semicolon for this. So I'm going to go and I'm going to put my numbers in. The first number is $15 per CD, comma, $10 per t-shirt, comma, $100 per calculator. Close the matrix with the right bracket, which is above the division. So we hit second, division, to close the right bracket. Now, don't hit enter yet, although if you do, there's no harm done. But if you hit enter, it's just going to repeat back to you 15, 10, 100. We want to give it a name so we don't have to enter it every time we want to do something with it. So if you recall how to give something a name, you go to the store key above the on key. So down here on the bottom left is the store, and it puts a little arrow in for you. And you need to tell it what to store it as. And we usually use single single digit letters so that they're easy to clear out when we do the cleanup later. So if we hit the alpha key to put it in alpha mode, you may notice that there's a little A now uh, just near where the second was. That tells you you're in alpha mode. So any key you hit now will be an alpha key. And let's store it as P for price. P is above the store key. So we're in alpha mode. So if we just hit store again this time, It puts a P there for the price row. Now, if I hit Enter, it tells me what I did. I stored the row as P, and then it gives me, oops. I've stored the row as P, and now here I have the P row, 15, 10, 100. Now, if I want to do something with that row, all I have to type in is alpha P. Now, if we recall, what we did was we multiplied P times Alex's sales to get her total revenue. So now we need to enter Alex's sales. So I go back. I start the matrix. Second left bracket, which is the comma. It'll clear out what was highlighted in the entry row. And now I enter her column. Now, this is a little more tricky because we enter in rows, remember, on the calculator. Actually, this column has three rows. And the first row has only one entry, and that's eight. So this time, I do need a semicolon. I need to put a semicolon after that eight. And the semicolon is above the nine. 
So I have to hit second nine and put a semicolon in. Then I need to put in 12. 12, second, nine, to put another semicolon. That's my second row. And the final row is has three in it. And then I close the matrix, which this time is just a column vector. Three rows, all, um, all separated by semicolons. Now I need to give it a name. So remember, the store key above on on the bottom left. Store puts a little arrow. I need to say, let's store this as A for Alex's matrix. Now the previous A that's probably stored in your calculator from the last section will now be written over when you do this. So if you wanted that previous A, then you need to call this something else. But I'm, I don't care about that anything I've put in before, so I'm just going to say alpha A. A is above the equal key over here on the left. So alpha equals puts in an A. So I have, that's my entry line. Now when I hit enter, it tells me what I did. Notice it's very nice about putting it in a column for me so I can make sure I entered it correctly. Columns are a little strange at first. And here's the column. So now when I want to find her revenue, I can enter P times A. So I go back. I need alpha. Alpha P again was above the store. Then I do multiplication on the right, and then A alpha equals. So I have P times A entered in. I hit enter. And it tells me P times A is 540. Now, we actually got an answer of 535. So can you take a minute and figure out what I did differently this time? The prices are correct, $15, $10, $100. But this time, I accidentally used 12 sales of t-shirts for Alex, whereas before we had 10. So let's try a really simple way to go back and change that without having to retype everything. So if you recall, you've probably already learned this. If you want to go up and get something in your menu that you've already done, you can move up in the screen using the up, the blue up arrow. So that's my latest answer, 540, which if you recall, it was 535 before. And I can use that one, or I'd rather use my instructions right here. I have the column stored as A. So I want to bring that down into my entry row down here so that I can change it. So all I have to do, once I've selected it with my up arrow, I just go to enter. And now it's put, uh, notice a different notation, but it's put what I gave it in the menu in the entry line. Now this notation is also correct. You can also enter matrices by putting a left bracket to start the matrix and then putting each row in brackets. If anybody teaches you that, that's correct as well. The only thing is this requires two entries every time you want to enter a row. You have to do the left bracket and the right bracket. Whereas if you just put a semicolon, then it it, uh, reduces the amount of work you have to do, the amount of typing. 
but either of these is equivalent. Now, notice my blinking cursor, just like in Microsoft Word, is thin at the end of the A. What that means is it won't overwrite if I, if I have it in front of a, a number and I type something. It's not going to overwrite that, and that's the way I want it. I don't want it to, to delete as I type. I'm sure you've all experienced that with Microsoft Word. If you accidentally hit that insert key, it's going to change your cursor. So. If it's just the same on these calculators. If the cursor is nice and skinny, then it won't overwrite things as you type. Now, if the cursor doesn't look like that and you're having problems, I'll show you what, what probably happened. If you can see above the back arrow, the delete key, there's a little a tiny thing in yellow that says INS. Right here, there's a little tiny bit of writing that says INS. It's very difficult to see. That is the equivalent of the computer insert key. If you accidentally hit second back arrow, now look, I've got a fat cursor. If I type something right now, I'm going to lose that. It's going to be replaced by whatever I typed. So usually we don't want that selected. So if you ever have a fat cursor, what you need to do is just do what I just did, do it again. You go to the second key, and you can turn off that INS insert by hitting, after you've hit second, hit that back arrow key. So second back arrow changes it back. If I do it again, it's going to make it fat again, and I could just go back and forth forever. So what I want is that skinny cursor. Just in case that happens to you, it can be very frustrating. Now I want to go back, and I want to change that too. And I want to change that two to a 10. Uh, change 12 to 10. So change 2 to 0. I'm going to go back with my blue left arrow. Now if I had the other cursor, actually, I could do it in one step. So maybe you would want it. But it's probably just as easy to delete by hitting the back arrow, not the blue one, the delete key next to clear. Delete the 2 and then type in a 0 and change that 12 to a 10, just like we did in our board work. Then when you hit enter, it's got a new name for A. A is now 8.10.3 as opposed to 8.12.3. Now if I go back, I don't don't even have to retype it again because it's already in my menu up above. If I hit the up arrow, I can go up and grab P times A again. Right there, P times A. If I hit enter, and enter again, I get 520. So our answer of 520 is actually correct, and I was misremembering what the answer was. The 35 came from Boris's revenue, so you can verify that for yourself if you'd like. Go back to your notes, and when we took the, the price row times Boris's sales, we got 335. So you can do a practice of that if you'd like. Make sure you get 335. And remember, when you want to enter a column with only um, one column and three rows, each one of these rows needs to be separated by a semicolon. Although you don't need the semicolon after the last row, just in front of the three, and then you close the matrix after that. So it's bracket, eight, semicolon, 10, semicolon, three, bracket, store it as alpha, whatever key you need to get the letter.
So you can practice with the uh, revenue, getting the revenue for Boris and any other rows and columns you'd like to make up that you can multiply.